Death cafes are a social franchise, a term I just learned. Not franchise like McDonald's, but franchise like anyone anywhere can start one. It's just an idea, really. There are over 7,000 death cafes around the world, and there's one in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The mission statement is to increase awareness of death with the view to helping people to make the most of their finite lives. Um, so it's Kristen Amond is my name, and what I do for the Death Cafe is actually not much other than facilitate. Death cafes don't have to be at cafes. This one was at Rogue Buddha Art Gallery in Northeast Minneapolis. And so rather than going to like a cafe or a bakery, we chose this beautiful art gallery. Before the group discussion, as people milled about sipping wine or tea and eating snacks, I interviewed some participants. The first question I asked was, what age will people think of when they think of you after you die? What period of life do you think of people after they've died? I think of them in their shell, you know, in their human form that I knew them in. But then I also think of where they are now, what they're doing now. I think that everybody tends to reflect on somebody like during their prime. In the Western tradition, Christ died at 33, right? So is that, you know, is that like, is that like right in his prime? You know, how, how am I, you know, how should I view that? Oh, I have no idea. I don't know what people think of me at any given stage. 14, oh, that was my prime, and then again when I was 28, and then, you know, again at 35. I hope I have another one. Part of my work as a human will be to make sure that my prime is up until my last breath. I think that that's part of the work. Is that an esoteric answer? I apologize. To me, death is kind of a metaphor. It's too big and too real to be fully understood most of the time. So when we think of it, what are we really thinking of? But to many at the death cafe, death wasn't an out of reach concept like it is for me. And I was told so when I asked, is death a metaphor for you? And, uh, and, uh, it, hasn't, it has not been much of a metaphor for me. It has been reality. I think of death as the great enemy. <laughs> That's really how I think of it. I think of actual death often because I have had to be there for about 10 people and um, two husbands and a sister and a mother uh, within the last two years. Um, so for me, I think about probably the true reality of it. And I think that's because I sit with people as they're dying, like on a regular basis as part of my work. I was for better or for worse part of, you know, one of the very younger members of the first generation of the emergence of the AIDS pandemic. So for me, I've been saying goodbye to people I love since my late teens or early 20s. So last question, if you worked the door to heaven, who'd get in? Would you deny entrance to anyone? Not at all. Oh, I don't do heaven. I don't do heaven or hell. I don't do dualities like that. You just go back into the everything. Not at all. Heaven, well, all you have that you take with you is love. The love you've had for others and the love they have for you. And I don't know what happens, you know? I mean, the everything sticks us up into these little meat suits for a while for experience and then draws us back in. And uh, but I don't do heaven or hell, nope. So for sure, like the best garments get in. Like you come to me with some cool kicks, you're in. <laughs> Everybody's in because that's where you start to work through the stuff that you didn't quite figure out here. Um, some thoughts come 
to the front of your mind around thinking about end of life. Everyone sat down at one of two circles of chairs, discussion groups. Kristen started the discussion off by reading a passage relevant to today's topic, which was fear, particularly the fear of death. passage is on fear, because having led these before and talked with people, I find that most people... I didn't record the conversations, but I took notes. Here are my highlights. The death of a father was common in our group. One woman had a near-death experience when she was 13 and tried to kill herself because her father had just died. One said their father died when he was five, and he never has stopped grieving. Not that it's sad anymore. Everything just ties back to it, he said. One woman had recently lost her father, and she wants to get back in touch with him. She had a dream with him in it, but at the end, when he was telling her where to meet him, she woke up. Some quotes. If you fear death as an annihilation, that could be a problem. Death is like that friend who gets right up in your ass. We can prove that we don't fear death, just play Russian roulette, but that doesn't mean anything about life. When talking about the fear of death, one thing kept popping up in discussion, individualism. If you are an individual, then you can die, you can end. But if you believe that we are all connected, then death is just the end of you but not us. One person said something like, death is a way of opening us up to our interconnectivity. Another person was worried because children seem to be the only form of immortality, of continuing. She said, if you don't have any children, how do you leave anything behind? Someone answered, I have five children and I don't think of that. We're all relatives, we're all connected. Another offered a story about their sadness over not being able to have kids and a hospital chaplain suggested, maybe you're enough. It's a bit cliche to say those who were touched by death appreciate life, but these were, it seemed, quite nice people. It was very cold out, and I showed up before the doors were open, and two separate people offered me a, a place in their car to wait. So high. I'm going to make sure I get this right. As okay. Right now it's seven degrees out, and it's incredibly windy today. Yes. And I was waiting out front. And you were waiting in your car, waiting for the doors to open, and you, um, you offered me a, a seat to, to warm up. Of course. Of course. It's wonderful. I was worried about you. <laughs> That's what I do. I take care of a lot of people. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you'll be in charge of the doorway to heaven. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'll see you there. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? If you're interested in attending the next Death Cafe, you can find it on Facebook. Just type in Death Cafe Twin Cities. That's in Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. If you're not in Minnesota, you can start your own Death Cafe. Remember, it's a social franchise, that cool term we just learned at the beginning of the episode. My name is Matthew Schneeman from Your Eulogy. Thanks for listening. That's all I've got.